Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by one of our newest and favorite sponsors, and that is Photo IQ. Photo IQ offers digital photography online courses like none other of its kind. Okay, it's explained simply, concisely. There's no jargon, no overcomplications, and there are lessons for from beginner to intermediate photographer from ages 13 and up. It's the only digital photography course of its kind that offers online um, quizzes, personal feedback. You get to upload your your homework, and it'll help you build your own portfolio. It's going to be more in depth than anything you've probably taken in high school, and even if you took some like freshman level courses in college. Okay, and you can do this all socially distance from home you know we're all stuck in our houses under these uh lockdown restrictions and you know some of your schools aren't open well this is a great way to learn a new skill maybe develop an alternate source of income and get that side gig starting to sort of free yourself up so what i need you to do is go to photoiq.co and use the promo code fiction okay we're almost through September now. It's the it's the 18th. You have until the end of this month to get an additional 20% off on all of his courses. But that promo code fiction will get you 10% off plus the 20 he's already offering. You'll get 30% off as long as you buy the courses before the end of this month. And you can take them anytime that you want. Okay. Um, after this month, I'll still be able to get you 10% off, but that 20% is going to go by the wayside. He offers a 30 day money back guarantee. You got nothing to lose. So ditch those pathetic sunset pictures you guys have been taking. Go to photoiq.co, use promo code fiction and start learning how to take anything from camera basics, still life, food, landscapes, portraits black and white, action photos, everything that you could possibly imagine. He's got a course for it. It's going to be better than anything you could find on YouTube. So go to photoiq.co and use promo code fiction. All right, let's get on with the show. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Well, we got some breaking news today. This just in from the CDC. Our wise overlords at the Center for Disease Control, who seem to have been having a little trouble controlling diseases lately. Imagine that. Imagine a government entity not being able to do what it proposes to do. (laughs) And then, of course, having everything blamed on Trump. I don't understand how the CDC doesn't take any blame from Democrats. It really is amazing, isn't it? That it's all Donald Trump's fault. The Center for Disease Control failing to control diseases, according to, you know, all these bullshit statistics that that they put out there, apparently deserves none of the blame. But they are now officially recommending a virtual Thanksgiving. (laughs) 
So there you go, everybody. Virtual Thanksgiving. You can sit at home on Zoom, and I don't know. Like, how's everybody going to eat? Everyone's going to make their own little thing? Because usually, you know, people bring in like a dish, right? The the host makes the turkey and the stuffing, and then everybody brings side dishes and things like that. Maybe some pies for dessert, cranberry sauces, corn casseroles, you know, all that, all that good stuff. Now... I guess everyone's just going to make their side dish and sit there and eat it <laughs> during Zoom. Or maybe it's going to be like that that scene in Peter Pan where like virtual Thanksgiving to the nth degree where even the food is imaginary. <laughs> we're going to have virtual food and we can all just pretend like we're having this feast. <laughs> You're doing it, Peter. You're playing with us. <laughs> oh, man, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Hook, Robin Williams, what a classic. All right. Um, it really is unbelievable. What's the point of these recommendations? These are the dumbest fucking recommendations imaginable. And when it came down to recommendations that were actually necessary, they got everything wrong or they lied to us and they flip-flopped on things and they went back and forth, they couldn't make up their mind, and now they're coming out with you know, genius recommendations like wearing a mask during sex, virtual Thanksgiving, and other just brilliant ideas. I, what are they, they're just sitting around at the CDC trying to come up with retarded ideas that nobody's going to abide by? Not that I wouldn't, I, you know, I'm all for a virtual Thanksgiving this year, if that's the case. Not that my family would be doing this, but if we were going to have a virtual Thanksgiving, that just means I stay down here in PV till Christmas. <laughs> And then, of course, I'm sure they'll recommend a virtual Christmas and so on and so forth. Maybe I'll just stay down here in perpetuity. That'd be fine with me. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and I, of course, am your host, the one and only voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny the Gentile Profita, broadcasting once again deep behind enemy lines here in sunny, beautiful Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And the big news of the day, which broke, I guess, late Sunday, maybe? I don't know. I saw it. I was doing stuff last night, so I wasn't really checking the interwebs for stories. But I saw it this morning when I woke up. And that is that the New York Times has obtained, like, 20 years of Trump's tax returns. And this is, like, bombshell news to them and all everybody that suffers from Trump derangement syndrome. So that's what we're going to talk about for the majority of today's show is uh, Trump's tax returns and all of the hubbub surrounding them and just how misguided all of these fucking lefty papers and all of the, this just the mainstream media, how tone deaf they are. Because I, I, you know, I woke up this morning and I, I grabbed my phone and I started checking some things and Twitter was just blowing up with all of this fucking bullshit about Trump's tax cuts. And I found, you know, all the all the um, politicians were out there tweeting, Joe Biden, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, with just like the lowest IQ fucking tweets you can imagine, even coming from Joe Biden. And then they, they were linking to this New York Times article. It was the longest fucking thing. I, I know they did one like a year or two ago with, with, that was like about Trump's you know, shady tax and income and, and things like that. And they just get so into these meaningless, pointless fucking stories that nobody cares about. Nobody fucking cares about it except these fucking lunatics, all of these fanatics that read the New York Times and that have just 
the the biggest case of Trump derangement syndrome you can even imagine. Like most, like just regular liberals don't even give a shit about these tax returns at this point. But this article in the New York Times, it was so long. Like I started reading it and I'm like 10 minutes. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm scrolling through. And it just goes on forever. It was 10,000 words, a 10,000 word summary of 20 years of Trump's tax returns. And of course, you know, their, their big take from all of this was that, you know, Trump has avoided paying taxes for, let's see, what was it? He paid no income taxes for 10 of the 15 years before he was elected president with his income tax payments in 2016 and 2017, amounting to just $750. So that was like the big headline, like Trump is only paying $750. How much are you paying in taxes? And he, look at all these years that he avoided paying taxes. And then, of course, they got real into all the debt that he owes and, and um, when that's coming due in the next couple of years. He owes like hundreds of millions of dollars, apparently, in loans that he's taken out. So we're going to go through all of this. But I just it really is amazing. Like, unbelievable how tone deaf the New York Times is. This was, this didn't even fucking matter the first time we had an election. It's not like they haven't been raving about Trump's fucking tax returns since before the the 2016 election. I mean, Hillary Clinton brought this stuff up constantly. Did it do her any favors? No. This is a non-issue. This is a losing issue. Nobody that is voting for Trump gives a rip about how much or how little he paid in taxes. And nobody who cares about how much or how little Donald Trump pays in taxes or how, you know, all of the he's got all these failed businesses and he's not as rich as he says he is. Nobody who cares about that is is gonna was ever considering you know, not voting for Biden. This isn't going to move the needle one inch, one inch in this presidential debate. And this is what they come up with. After all of this talk about tax returns and um, Donald Trump, failed businesses, he's not as rich as he talks about. Okay, yeah, um, I guess some of that is borne out in in what they've um, discovered here. But remember all the Russia collusion stuff? And they wanted to get a hold of his tax returns so they could prove that he's got these connections to Russia and he's a Putin puppet and he's, you know, colluding with them and blah, 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 blah. Buried in the New York Times article was a little trinket here that they just sort of threw in the middle of the article um, where they talk about what they were. They were just, you know, sort of vaguely talking about what they found and what they didn't find. (laughs) And the last sentence is like. They report that Mr. Trump owns hundreds of millions of dollars in valuable assets, but they do not reveal his true wealth, nor do they reveal any previously unreported connections to Russia. A little blurb there. So they got basically nothing out of this, okay? And the reason why this is such a nothing burger is for a couple of reasons. So paying $750 in uh, federal income tax while he's president (laughs) is because he's not taking a salary as president. He's been donating his salary to all sorts of um, charities and things like that, you know, to to garner right-wing support. He's like, you know, veterans uh, charities and things like that to sort of placate to his base. So he doesn't have an income right now. 
That's why he paid $750 in, in income taxes, okay? And the other, you know, the 10 of the 15 years before he was elected president, as all of these rabid leftists would tell you, they, they love to make fun of Trump for his failed uh, casinos and everything like that. Well, this 20-year scope encompassed a lot of the losses. Like, he lost like a billion dollars on these uh, casinos or something. So he gets to write off those losses against his taxable income, all right? That's why it amounted to uh, years where he didn't actually pay federal income tax, okay? But that... But they're, they're also being very disingenuous about this whole thing because it's not like he hasn't paid any taxes. They make it seem like that and they like to, you know, go with that headline and then all these fucking lemmings, all these NPC idiots on Twitter pick it up and they're, oh my God, I paid so thousands of dollars more in taxes. AOC was talking about how she paid so much more as a bartender than Donald Trump paid as like a, a real estate mogul. The only thing that, that's bringing down his taxable, like what he paid in taxes, is because he got a huge tax refund, all right, which is still under investigation by the IRS. He's been un under audit for this for like the better part of a decade. But he initially paid almost $95 million in federal income taxes over the 18-year period. He later managed to recoup most of that money with interest by applying for and receiving a $72.9 million tax refund starting in 2010, okay? So um, he paid $95 million in federal income tax, all right? Now, he did get $73 million of that back. Um, okay, so he paid, what, 20? <laughs> he still paid $22 million in taxes, Um over those years. Now, that's only like something like $1.4 million a year when you average it out. Oh, okay. That's still like $1.4 million more than the average idiot that's fucking complaining about Trump's tax returns and him not paying enough in taxes. So, not only are they kind of being really disingenuous with this whole thing, obviously, because it's the fucking New York Times, but even if he did, let's say, he paid zero dollars in, in income tax, federal income tax for 20 years. Bravo. All the power to you. I wish I could figure out how to do that because, man, wouldn't that be nice seeing as taxation is theft and all? I mean, the, the problem is not that Donald Trump paid so little in taxes over the last 20 years, even if that's true. Um, oh, that's the other thing. Like, we, They're not providing any of these tax returns that they allegedly got their hands on. The, the timing of this is obviously very convenient, like two days before the, the first debate with Joe Biden. So now Joe Biden has some talking points that he can hit Trump with, assuming he can get the words out. Um, but so they're not they're, they're trying to protect their sources. Right. Who I don't know how you get your hands on on tax returns, because I'm pretty sure that's illegal, even if, if you're like a, a public figure, you have to get like a FOIA, you have to go through like a FOIA request process. So I, I don't know how they, they got these things, but they're not going to show us uh, um, any of these returns or anything to protect their sources. Which, who, who cares? I will stipulate, you know, for the sake of argument, that Donald Trump paid $750 in taxes, the last, you know, two years ago, and that, you know, he got this $73 million tax refund of the 95 that he paid. Okay, so what? Nobody cares. 
Nobody cares. And all the more power to you. As far as I'm concerned, that's $73 million less that this fucking corrupt federal government has to go bomb democracy into the rest of the fucking Middle East. Okay, all of these illegal, immoral wars, all of the uh, spying that they do on American on American citizens and, and abroad, all of this government overreach, 73 million dollars less than they get to fucking have in their coffers. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I wish the rest of us could pay as little as Donald Trump in taxes. Like, that's the problem. The problem is that the rest of us aren't don't have seven hundred and fifty dollar tax bills. And of course, that the tax bill for everybody should be zero because taxation is theft and this is immoral and the government in and of itself is an immoral institution based, uh, you know, the only institution that gets to um, have a monopoly on the legalized use of violence and force. Um, so by its very nature, uh, I don't want them to have any tax revenue. I want to starve this beast. I mean, this is a criminal organization, why would we want money to go to them? Not only are they doing the most immoral, inhumane things on the face of the earth, but they squander everything on top of that. They waste four out of five dollars. Okay, so of course it's it's good news that Donald Trump isn't giving them that more money that they don't deserve. It's less for them to waste. <laughs> you know, it's more money that we can pour into the private sector to create jobs, to create economic opportunity, productive. Um, valuable behavior, the value that people, you know, things people want, jobs people want, economic activity that people value versus all this government bullshit that nobody wants. The more money we leave in the hands of entrepreneurs, even ones that are fucking, you know, <laughs> buffoons who, who invest in casinos and lose billions of dollars, uh, it, it's still, that would be a, a rounding error for the federal government. I mean, they, they lose trillions of dollars overnight. In the blink of an eye, they just misplace it. So we we don't want them having any of any money from the productive sector of society. No, no, we don't want them having anything. We want them doing as little as possible with as little money as possible. And we want all of the capital to remain in the private sector where entrepreneurs can can figure out how to create value, create jobs. And if they don't turn a profit, that's a signal. That's a signal to the economy, to the entrepreneur, that what he's doing is not valuable to anybody else, okay? That means that stop what you're doing now. You're losing money. Nobody values this. Change, you know, figure out some other path here. You're not doing it right. Something's wrong. You need to make adjustments. Now, when the government loses billions of dollars on an investment or something like that, or they, you know, one of their schemes fails miserably, it's, oh, well, we just need more money. Right? We just need to, to put more money into it. No, no, no. That's why you need profits. Profits are a signal to the entrepreneur that you're doing something right, that society values, that you're being a good steward of society's limited resources. And when the government is not a good steward of society's limited resources, it pours more re resources down these rabbit holes, squanders even more things, and then blames all their failures on the, the private sector. And that really should be the take of every American. <laughs> like, all of these grandstanding idiots are out there. Like, they didn't try to minimize their tax their, their tax burden when they did it. And I'm sure they didn't take any of their deductions or anything like that, right? They just, they just stroked a check for everything that the government said they owed. Yeah, right. Even Bernie Sanders, 
doesn't do that. Bernie Sanders itemizes his deductions, pays as little in taxes as possible. That fucking hypocrite piece of shit. And he's got the balls to come out here and rip on Donald Trump for taking deductions. I mean, none of the stuff, like nobody's even alleging that anything he did was illegal or, or wrong or anything other than, you know, he's got this audit going on for the $73 million tax refund. And apparently a lot of that is because he actually had um, a 5% stake in the casinos that, that he's trying to write off all the losses for. And I, I think one of the stipulations for the write-off was that you couldn't have had an interest in in the casino or something like that that you're writing in the in the losses that you're writing off. Now I don't know if that just means that he'll be responsible for a portion of the write-off, like maybe he ninety-five percent of it gets written off and then he has to cover the five percent since he has a five percent in it. Like I don't know the tax law or anything like that. But yeah. Uh <laughs> He managed to avoid paying like $73 million in taxes more than he needed to. And he's doing all sorts of, you know, write-offs uh, for his his businesses and things like that. You know, I saw a lot of stuff about he had $70,000 in, in write-offs for like hair, hair and makeup and stuff for television appearances. Um, listen, I, I know this is going to come to uh, as a surprise to a lot of lemmings out there. But I've been saying it till I'm blue in the face on this podcast. Rich people don't pay taxes, okay? They don't. The, the truly rich do not pay income tax, all right? And the whole tax code is set up to um, benefit people that have companies, people that have small businesses. You get to write off all kinds of stuff. And, and you should be able to do that. The, the whole idea of the, of the income tax was only supposed to apply to businesses because you have to be able to have revenue coming in and expenses going out. Like you have to be able to figure out what your income is. And the only way to do that is you have to separate the income from its sources and, you know, if, if you have to spend $100 to make $150, well, you get to write off that, that cost that it took you to earn the 150 So you just pay a tax on profits. That's what the income tax was always supposed to be about. Now, it, it got misconstrued and applied to all of us lemmings and, uh, you know, all of us Joe Sixpacks out there. So now we pay more in income tax than anybody ever envisioned. And we don't get to write off anything unless you have a business, you have a company, or you're incorporated or something like that. Don't hate the player. Hate the fucking game. All you haters out there. Uh, you know, he's just doing, he's playing the the game that's in front of him. It's like, okay, change the tax code. I mean, you guys made this tax code. Biden's been in the fucking, what, since the 70s, he's been in, in, uh, in government writing all this fucking tax legislation and shit okay i mean you can't get mad at a guy for following the rules that the tax rules that you put out in front of him for taking advantage of all the the things that you allowed for people to take advantage of and then turn around and, and make and rip on him for it i i mean you can't blame anybody for taking tax deductions this is just nonsense and all of these people out there that say it's oh it's patriotic to pay taxes no it's not no it's not it's the least patriotic thing you could do. Patriotism is not about allegiance to the state. It's not about paying your fair share or paying more in taxes than you owe. That's a bunch of bullshit. Patriotism is about uh, challenging the, the state, going against the government. 
okay? Not just falling in line like some subject. No, it's about individualism. It's about allegiance to what's right, not, not just what the state says. So, I mean, that, that's just ridiculous. Uh, but, I mean, the most amazing thing is that after all, you know, four years of Trump's tax returns, Trump's tax returns, we got to get our hands on these things, all they showed was what everybody kind of already knew. Trump admitted himself that he's the king of debt, okay? So he's got a lot of debt. He's probably not as rich as he's, he claimed to be. Oh, okay. I mean, wait a minute. Aren't, aren't you, all you lefties out there, the ones that are constantly telling me how wrong and immoral it is to be rich? Okay, rich is one of those four-letter words, and nobody should have so much money. Well, okay, now Donald Trump doesn't have as much as he claims. He's not as rich as you think, or according to some of you guys, he's broke. <laughs> all right. I, think, I thought that was a compliment among your circles, that he's not rich. That should be something that you like about him now, right? Because what pissed you off was that he was rich before, but now he's not. And um, he's been talking about how he's been under audit, which is why he wasn't releasing his tax returns. So we already knew about the audit. And they got nothing. They got nothing on Russia. They got no like illicit, illegal behavior or anything like that. Just that Trump managed to avoid tax uh paying a lot in taxes because he had a shitload of losses, which we also knew about, that he took it on the chin with all those fucking Atlantic City casinos. And they love to make fun of him for that. Well, guess what? Uh, If you don't have any income or you get to write off a billion dollars in losses against your fucking taxable income, you're not going to pay that much in taxes. Sorry. I I don't know what to tell you. Um, This is your fucking tax code. Why don't you, uh, why don't we just do a flat tax? How about that? How about we do a flat tax for every American? You just pay uh, uh, either a flat dollar amount or a flat percentage, and and you guys can just shut up about all this fucking fair share shit. God, that drives me crazy. I, the number of tw- I should just figure out how to block like anything that says fair share in my Twitter feed because it's just so obnoxious. Like, oh, Donald Trump's got to pay his fair share. The rich got to pay their fair share. Okay, how about they'll do that as soon as you determine what fair share is. Go ahead and define that for me, please, instead of this fucking meaningless platitude. Fair share. Okay, he paid $1.4 million on average every year for the last fucking 18 years. Uh, How is that not fair? How much did you pay? (laughs) Right? Uh, What's his fair share? Uh, uh, like what? Are you, what is your fair share? What's the government's fair share of what they're entitled to that Donald Trump earned, or that you earned, or that I earned? They're they're entitled to nothing. Okay, that's ours. They like to pretend that it's theirs. They feel like it's theirs, but it's not. All right. And if you really want to make it fair, just make it the same percentage. Like who the fuck cares about what percentage you pay if there's a huge dollar amount attached to it? Okay. Yeah. Donald Trump's under the average. I think the average for people in his percentage, you know, the top 0.001% or whatever it is, they paid an average of $25 million a year in taxes. Okay. Um, If you give them a flat tax and they pay 10% of everything, and that ends up being, you know, $15 million. Uh, okay. And then, you know, the Joe Sixpack or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez bartending pays 10% of her reported income. And that ends up being like $4,000. How's that not fair? Everybody paid 10%. It's just that their 10% was $15 million. How is that not fair? I mean, they're still paying 15 million times more than the average person. Uh, to use the same roads, to have access to the same schools, to get the same, you know, government defense, police and fire, all that crap that could be funded privately 
uh, voluntarily. I know a lot of people, that's hard for them to wrap their heads around that, but it, it certainly is feasible to do that. How is that not fair? <laughs> Riddle me this, uh, Joe Biden. And that, I mean, hopefully, you know, we have this debate coming up tomorrow, which is going to be epic. Um, at least, you know, actually, I have a feeling that it's going to disappoint. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like everyone's expectations are for this to just be the most cringeworthy train wreck you could possibly imagine. And I have a feeling it might fall short. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I am really looking forward to that. But yeah, Joe Biden's gonna be like, oh, you know, rich should pay their fair share, blah, blah, blah. Okay, tell me what my fair share is. Go ahead. Uh, what, what's my fair share? Because uh, the, the rich already pay the vast majority of, of federal income tax. You know, the, the media has been going wild with this. I've only seen a fraction of the coverage, but I know CNN put out this stupid fucking image. Federal taxes paid in their uh, first year in office, and they have the, the last, uh, what, six presidents, and then they have um, all the Democrats that paid federal income tax in 2017. So first year in office, Ronald Reagan paid 165000 uh, H.W. Bush paid 101000 Clinton only paid 62000 62.7. I guess we can round that up to 68. Bush W. paid 250000 Obama paid 1.8. Donald Trump, $750. Okay. Now, as Donald Trump said, that makes him smart. I don't know what to tell you. Like, he saved hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, in personal income tax. Uh, okay. How is that a knock on Donald Trump? Everybody wants to minimize their federal tax burden. And then among the Democrats here, we have Joe Biden, 3.7 million, Kamala Harris, 516,000, Bernie Sanders, 344,000, Elizabeth Warren, 268,000, Donald Trump, 750. Now, look, the the uh, those that suffer from statism and those that really suffer from Trump derangement syndrome might think that this is outrageous, that Donald Trump only paid $750 in taxes. Well, he didn't have an income, first of all. But how about the fact that Joe Biden has enough taxable income to pay $3.7 million in taxes? I mean, all of these people are paying more in taxes than the at, like than 90% of America make in a single year. And we're the ones paying their fucking salaries. So w what's the fucking problem here? The real problem has nothing to do with Donald Trump not paying a lot in taxes. The problem is that Joe Biden somehow managed to make enough in 2017 that his taxable income, after all of his bullshit deductions, and he does the exact same thing that Donald Trump does, writes as much off as possible, he still paid $3.7 million in taxes. I mean, let's say, for the sake of argument, that that was still, like, he still paid 40% in income. Oh, okay, he's still making millions of dollars? Joe Biden? The dude doesn't even know what fucking day of the week it is. And these are supposed to be our public servants. Kamala Harris, 516000 in taxes. These are the public servants, right? They're just here to serve us. You know, they're our voice in this government. They represent us. Okay, how are you representing us when um, $516,000, if you made that in a year, you'd be in the 1%. You would be one of the people that Bernie Sanders used to rail about before he became part of the 1%. And that's just what she paid in taxes, and of course, none of these um, government employees are actually paying any taxes. 
They don't pay taxes, okay? They just get less money from the federal government. The, their, their whole income is tax revenue. That's what pays them, okay? So they steal from us, they give themselves a shitload of money, and then they, you know, they take a portion of it and they, they pretend like they're paying taxes. But they're not because it, it was all taxes to begin with. It's not like they went out into the private sector and generated all this um you know, profitable economic activity. They didn't create any value or anything for anybody else. No, no, no. They just stole a bunch of, they're, they're like uh, parasites. They're, they're suckling at the teat of the American worker. They're stealing all this productivity from the productive parts of society. And then they're, they're pretending like giving back 515000 of what she already stole is paying taxes. That's a bunch of bullshit. They don't pay any taxes. They collect taxes and they pocket them. Elizabeth Warren, two hundred and sixty-eight thousand. That would still put you in the, the what uh, top the three percent if you if you just earn that as an American in the private sector. And this is what they're paying in taxes as our wise overlords in Washington. These people are fleecing us. That's what should be the outrage here. Not that Donald Trump didn't pay as much as you'd like him to in taxes or something like that. Unbelievable. And it really just highlights how out of touch the politicians are. I mean, we, we know that you know people at the New York Times are so goddamn tone deaf that nobody really cares about this, and this is a non-issue. But all of these politicians that get up on stage, and especially the, the women and the minorities that complain about oppression and things like that, and they're, when they're making 10 times what the average person in their audience is making, and they're crying, oh, woe is me, playing the world's tiniest fucking violin, give me a break. That's what should be upsetting people here. <laughs> the, the fact that we are all being played for fools, and we are being fleeced. Don't get angry at Donald Trump because your tax bill is high. Okay, he's not the one. He's not even taking a salary. All right. You should be mad at the Joe Bidens, the Kamala Harris's, the Bushes, all of these fucking politicians, everybody in Congress, everybody in the Senate that's been fleecing the American people that came up with this convoluted tax code. Get mad at that. And if you're and if you're one of these idiots that says it's patriotic to pay your taxes. okay. Go ahead and do that voluntarily. You're only proving my point that all of this stuff could be funded voluntarily because you and all of your uh, lefty lemmings out there that say it's patriotic to pay taxes and I don't mind paying my my fair share and all blah, 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 blah. Okay, go ahead and do it voluntarily. You literally just proved that we don't need any of this income tax. You don't have to force people at the the point of a gun because you're so holier than thou. You'll do it voluntarily. Anyway, I want to get into the the debt stuff and the loans that Donald Trump has. But first, let's take a quick second and thank our other dear, dear, dear sponsor of the show. You know him as Lorenzotti Coffee. Guys, if you like premium Italian coffee, but you hate going to these corporate, poorly managed, poorly prepared coffee houses, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, things like that, especially now where you got to put on a mask on and stand in a socially distanced line. You're going to love Lorenzotti coffee. They deliver premium Italian coffee and coffee brewing supplies right to your door. It's a small business that was started by two liberty-minded entrepreneurs who came together over their love of coffee and their desire to bring that small, independent coffee house feel 
back here across the pond to the United States. So what I want you to do is go to lorenzotti.coffee and use my promo code FICTION so they know I sent you, and they'll give you 10% off your order. Even if you're not a coffee drinker yourself, I'm sure you know someone who does, and these tins are beautiful. They'd make a great you know, portion of a gift basket or something like that if you wanted to send somebody that you care about a package. Maybe you know somebody who's got a birthday coming up like I just had or something like that, and they want some coffee. You know? Go to lorenzotti.coffee, use promo code FICTION, and you'll get 10% off. All right, so let's talk some debt, shall we? Because the New York Times is very adamant about all of, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in loans that Donald Trump has personally guaranteed. And they're coming due soon. And this, you know, this lavish lifestyle that he's been funding, it's going to come crashing down because he's going to have to pay off these loans. And then if the IRS decision for that audit goes against them, he could owe another like hundred million to the IRS. Look, I don't know if the New York Times are just, they're just really stupid or they're liars, um, but it's it's one of the two, okay? Because I think there's an old saying, right? It's like if you owe the bank a million dollars, that's that's a big problem for you. That's your problem. If you owe the bank hundreds of millions of dollars, that's the bank's problem, okay? Because they, like, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do with with those types of losses if you don't pay off the loan? Like one million dollar loan, they can come after you and they can get you for stuff. But hundreds of millions of dollars, like that, the bank is in a fucking a big bind there. But the banks make all of their money from loans off of interest that people pay on the loans. They don't they don't even care if you if you pay off the balance. Okay, as far as they're concerned, if you were to just pay interest on the loan in perpetuity, they'd be fine with that. So what's going to happen when these loans come due in a year or two? They're gonna Donald Trump's just going to refinance re- refinance them. It's like okay, you, you had like a ten year loan. The, the loan's coming due. How about we we refinance? We'll give you even a lower rate because rates are ridiculously low now, thanks to the Fed. And that's maybe one thing that you could try to hit Donald Trump with has has been his berating of the Federal Reserve to keep interest rates low. He he even wants them to go negative. I mean, yeah, that's got to be on some level self serving, right? Because he's got he's the king of debt. And who wouldn't want to be paid to, to go into debt or at least have the lowest interest rates possible for when your uh, huge real estate loans come up? So he's just going to get another loan. That's all. The, the bank's just going to loan him another couple hundred million at a different interest rate, and he'll keep paying the interest, and the bank will be happy, and he'll be happy. He's the king of debt. So the, the fact that these loans are coming due is meaningless, okay? It, it doesn't mean Trump's going to be bankrupt or have to file Chapter 11 or anything like that. No, no. He's got a ton of assets in all this real estate that he can use as you know collateral for all these loans. They'll just refinance it. It's, it's as simple as that. So this really is a nothing. Bur- like, they have nothing. None of these things, these doomsday scenarios that they were hoping to get, you know, illegal tax evasion, Russia ties, none of it. They got nothing to show for it. Yet they, they give you 10,000 words of a bunch of fucking bullshit that nobody cares about. I wonder how many people actually read this whole thing because I lost interest in it after about five minutes. That to me is the big takeaway here, that, that this is actually a win for Donald Trump. I mean, I'm sure it's a blow to his ego to have to um, defend the fact that he lost all this money and he owes like hundreds of millions of dollars and he's not as rich as everybody thinks he is, but... Believe me, he's not broke. And all these, the funniest thing is all these people calling him broke, 
right? It's like a guy that's uh, that's driving for fucking Uber and doing uh, Grubhub deliveries is making fun of Donald Trump for being a broke-ass loser. I actually tweeted that out. I was like, wow, Donald Trump is such a loser. He's such a loser with like 50 buildings, a couple golf courses, a bunch of hotels. Oh, yeah. By the way, he's president of the United States. What a loser this guy is because he owes he owes a couple hundred million dollars to banks. I mean, it really is just unbelievable uh, how much uh, they think people like how wrong they got this issue and just that they're still rolling with it. Like they think that this is a bombshell, that this is going to take down Donald Trump. And we'll get them, you know, right before, right before the first debate, we'll drop this 10,000 page or uh, 10,000 word expose on his tax returns. Go through things with a fine tooth comb. Look, he spent $70,000 on his hair. I mean, man, that's a bargain for his hairdo, right? His hair is like the most incredible thing anybody's ever seen. So he's getting a bargain there. Uh, oh, he wrote off his aircrafts and he's, you know, using, he's writing off all these personal expenses through his businesses. Everybody does that. They've got nothing here. All of this fucking hubbub for four years about his tax returns. And oh, once we get our hands on these tax returns, we'll really be able to bring them down and tie them to Russia. Nope. Nope. You got fucking nothing. You got nothing. And nobody cares about this. This was a non-issue the first time around. I don't know why you think it's going to matter now. It didn't matter then. It doesn't matter now. This is nothing. And the real outrage that every, that should have everybody just up in arms is how much money all of these politicians are making while in Washington, supposedly representing you. But really, they're just getting rich off of the backs of the American people. That's what should be first and foremost at, you know, at the front of this issue. That and the fact that anybody that can avoid paying a dollar in taxes deserves uh, our, our admiration, should be saluted. That's the patriotic thing to do. Paying zero dollars in taxes would be the most patriotic thing anybody could do because taxation is theft and the federal government is a criminal organization. The federal mafia and the less money they have to, to operate their, their criminal enterprise, the better. I did have a, a couple of other stories that had kind of caught my eye that I had in the stack here today, but I, I think I might just leave it at that. I wanted to talk follow up on the TikTok thing. I got something about a, a Maryland guy getting thrown in jail for having parties during the lockdown, things like that, but I, I think I'm going to save them for another day. We got the, the, the first debate tomorrow, and this is going to happen. And it is going to be pretty epic. I mean, I think it's going to fall short of expectations. That's just my gut feeling. But there's definitely going to be some moments in there where Joe Biden just has, like, there's no way he can make it through a whole debate. I don't care. You know, Donald Trump's telling him, asking him to take drug tests and things. He'll, be, he'll definitely be hopped up on all kinds of stuff. And I don't know how late into the night, like, what time is the debate? Is it going to be like 7 o'clock or whatever? Because I bet you Joe Biden really starts to fade toward the, the, uh, the later hours in the evening. So he's definitely going to have a gaffe or two. And Donald Trump's going to have some opportunities to just throw some bombs at him. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I got to figure out how I guess I'll watch it online or something. I don't know if it's going to be on TV here, but I'm sure there'll be all kinds of live uh, streams on the Internet. So I'll watch it on that. I'll be tweeting out about it, you know, constantly like I normally do with the debates. And my prediction, I guess, for the debate is that Donald Trump has a fucking field day tomorrow. 
and Joe Biden looks like the complete incompetent senior citizen that he is. I just don't think he's going to be as bad as um, everybody would would hope. <laughs> but we'll we'll see, man. I I have no idea how he's going to make it through an entire debate. He's going to get a lot of help from the moderator. I don't know who's uh, televising this. Is it is it on Fox or whatever? But he's definitely going to get a lot of help from the, the media, and he'll get a lot of softball questions and things like that. But the second he tries to come at Donald Trump for something, Trump is just going to counterpunch this guy like nobody's business. He is unapologetically you know, rich or whatever. Like he doesn't give a shit about any of this tax stuff. So that's going to be nothing. He's going to, you know, shrug that off and just annihilate Joe Biden. The expectations for Biden are so low that if he can just uh, not have a monumental fail that would like legitimately cost him the entire election, which is entirely possible every time he opens his mouth, if he anything you know short of that would be considered a smashing success. If he just gives canned answers, he's not even probably going to answer the questions that are asked to him. He'll just you know grandstand. He, I don't even think he can grandstand for the a lot of time that he's going to have. So he'll probably yield a lot of time back and do that thing where he just like uh, loses his train of thought and then he's just like, oh, well you know I I guess I'm out of time. So uh, go back to him now. But yeah, the bar for Biden is so low that. As long as he just doesn't completely collapse on camera, it's going to be considered a win. Donald Trump really does need to land some blows tomorrow. So it's going to be interesting to see, not if he can do it, but if he's like a little too anxious to do it, a little too overzealous, because like part of the genius in Donald Trump is that he never really goes on the offensive. He's a, he's a defensive striker. So he kind of waits. He waits for you to give him an opening. And then he parries whatever you're throwing at him and he fucking uppercuts you with with something that's just hilarious and like off the cuff. And um, so I think he's really going to probably going to do well. I just hope uh, I I just want to see if he's going to be a little anxious to land that blow and maybe try a little too hard to do it. That would be the only thing that I could see not working out great for Donald Trump would be if he's he's trying too hard and he has like a a Kamala Harris moment or something like that but I don't I don't see it I mean Joe Biden's just too easy of a target he doesn't even really have to say anything he could just point to him (laughs) just let Joe Biden talk for a minute it's going to be gibberish and then he's just like I I don't know what to say (laughs) like just look at him he can't even get out a complete sentence so anyway I'm really looking forward to that so um yeah make sure you follow me on Twitter for the debates and I will be back on Thursday with my debate recap do me a favor guys share the show with somebody that you um somebody you know that really gave a shit about these tax returns and maybe i can uh, talk them out of it give me a five-star rating and review on itunes and if you want to become a supporting listener of the show you can do that by going to peddlingfictionpodcast.com there's a number of, of different options for you to contribute to the show there's one-time payments there's there's monthly recurring payments as little as like a dollar so my promise to you guys has always been that i i don't keep any of that money i don't pocket it or anything like that i use it to fund the show 
to advertise for the show, to try to increase our reach and generate some buzz around this podcast. So if you want to go above and beyond the call of duty, check that out and, and see what you can do to support the show. Otherwise, you know, all I ask is that you guys just listen. The show will always be free. Try to support our sponsors if you can. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back on Thursday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.